Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is fantastic. This is one of those days. I wish we didn't have commercials. I, I just feel like we could talk nonstop. Now, they told me we can't do that because something about needing to pay bills. And needing to pay you. And pay us. Although you I, and your exorbitant contract and your demands. Your fresh lemon water. Drew, you, who does that? Who gets fresh water? You know that... I, I don't need what they pay me. I, I shouldn't say that on the air. Never Fuck, mind. Air check that. I need all of what they Email pay Email that me. to the boss. Jim doesn't need all that they pay him. They can give that money to you instead, Fawns. That's right. Uh, but I have a blast doing this, and today is one of those days. We have a college football national championship. We may get to that before the end of the hour. But, but in the meantime, we have a really good Lions discussion going right now because you had four playoff games over the weekend. Four different teams achieved the unthinkable. They won a playoff game, something we want to see the Lions do. So we're discussing what the Lions are missing most to achieve what Jacksonville achieved, to do what the Tennessee Titans were able to pull off. God, it's just so depressing. Uh, the other part of this is you know, some people believe coaching is that missing ingredient, and the Lions are in the midst of a coaching search. Pro Football Talk, NBC's pro football arm, believes they know who the Lions are going to hire. They think it's Matt Patricia. They think it's only a matter of time. It's just when New England is, uh, when their season ends, whether that be a loss or a Super Bowl championship, then the Lions will announce Matt Patricia. And it makes sense. Bob Quinn, of course, uh, worked in New England with Matt Patricia. I just have some concerns if that's the hire, Drew. We didn't talk a lot about Patricia last week, and it's because you weren't enamored with him and, and I wasn't enamored with him. One of my biggest concerns, he will be a first-time head coach, and your staff is so important. I think whoever the Lions hire, their staff is so important because they have concerns on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball, the running mm -hmm. game and the pass rush. So I think it's incredible, incredibly important that the next coach hires a good staff. And I have concerns that Patricia will be able to do that because he's going to try to hire an entire staff. Josh McDaniels, the Patriots offensive coordinator, is believed to you know, likely be a head coach this offseason. He'll have to hire a whole staff. And, oh, don't forget about Bill Belichick, who's now going to have to replace both of them. So it's going to be slim pickings for Patricia. He's not going to yeah. get his first choice or his second choice. And you know what that might lead to? Either a lesser coaching staff or the same coaching staff. It could lead to Jim Bob Cooter Stop it. staying as the Lions Stop offensive coordinator. That. So Stop those are my that. concerns with Patricia, Drew. Stop saying that. Uh, by the way, just so people are aware, yes, we have seen that Terrell Austin has been hired by the Bengals. Good for him. Um, uh, he was actually, apparently the Raiders were also in on it since he closed the deal, as Josina Anderson from ESPN first reported. Uh, Terrell Austin going to go from one losing franchise to a losing franchise. But do you share my concerns? Because these coaches that have left Belichick in the past, they don't get to take him with them. They need to have a good staff around them, and I don't know if Patricia will be able to do that. Uh, I do want to get into that. Uh, I do. I absolutely do because I do have my own concerns. But one of the big things we've also been talking about today is, of course, we are the playoff afterglow 
of Wild Card <laughs> Weekend, and you saw eight teams who did what the Lions couldn't. They made the playoffs. Now, four of those teams did something the Lions haven't been able to do in a really long time, and that's win a playoff game. So we wanted to ask folks, what did you see this weekend from the playoffs that the Lions don't have yet? So we took a bunch of calls on that. Luke is in Granville. Luke wanted to chime in. I'm going to go to Luke real quick. What's up, Luke? Hey, guys. I uh, just wanted to chime in here a little bit. And uh, I had to get to something that Jim said earlier, and it kind of drove me a little crazy because it's a little back and forth. Um, but I, I'm not one of these guys that's going to have you guys check me for my IQ because I, I like Stanford. I think he's a good quarterback. <laughs> okay. But you can't put none of the blame on him. He's the quarterback because you even said it yourself, Jim, before this, before this topic started, you said it's a quarterback-driven league. And if it's a quarterback-driven league, league then he has to take some of the blame. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's at the steering wheel. The problem is he's got three wheels. So, I mean... Could he steer them into a better ditch? Maybe, but at the end of the day, without four wheels and a good engine, they're not going anywhere. Right, I, I agree. I just wanted to get that out of the way. I, I thought, like, I thought, maybe I misunderstood you. Like, there's there's people out there that think Matt Stafford's the best quarterback in the league and this and that, and that he deserves no blame. Well, he, got, he has to deserve some of it at least. But I, I'm a little underwhelmed about the coaching thing, too. I, I really wanted Pat Shermer if this, all these rumors are true because I look around the league and I see a lot of these younger quarterbacks do good with an offensive mind. And if you're going to bring in another defensive mind, not saying that it won't work, but there's proof around the league that a, uh, an offensive mind with a good young quarterback works. So I just want to hear what you guys have to say about that. Yeah, I think Quinn's stance is he's not beholden to specifically offense or specifically defense. And I think that's probably a safe position to have. The question is, for the Lions, I have said I would rather have an offensive coach. Drew has said a defensive coach. But there's a clear issue on both sides of the ball. I think that's why it's so important to hire the right staff. Like, if you hire Pat Shermer, the Vikings offensive coordinator, Drew, I know you would insist that he brings over a really good defensive coordinator. And my thing is, if you hire Matt Patricia or Mike Vrabel or any of these defensive coaches, you better hire a good offensive staff. They need to get the running game going. So I put a lot of emphasis on more than just the head coach. Now, uh, by the way, uh, roommate John with a suggestion that you and I haven't touched on yet. Is Terrell Austin being hired in Cincinnati as the heir apparent when they decide that they're finally done with Marvin Lewis? Mm. Austin, a guy who's been interviewed for multiple head coaching jobs over the past few seasons, most people around the league seem to believe that Detroit's declining defensive production isn't on Terrell Austin. They believe it's on that roster, and most likely a lot on head coach Jim Caldwell, or former head coach Jim Well, Caldwell. think about it. Marvin Lewis was given a two-year extension. It wasn't a five-year extension, and right. he hasn't won a playoff game. Well, he was, he was thinking about retiring and just being done. And maybe, maybe he only coaches a couple more years, and then Terrell Austin steps in. I, I, there had to be something attractive about Cincinnati for, for Terrell Austin. Right, because the guy had his options. He had available options. So maybe this was just a preliminary interview for him to eventually be the head coach. Something that crossed my mind. Do you think he is taking the Cincinnati job because he knows Detroit already has their guy? And that it's not going to involve him. won't be him. Yeah. 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 And, and you know what? Props to the Lions you know, for not trying to block it and be like, whoa, he's still under contract here. You know, Again, props to the Lions for, for not stopping him from going to an AFC opponent. More props for stopping him from going to Green Bay. Bonus props for the pettiness. 
Uh, Nolan in Muskegon, we got a lot of Lions to talk about. What's the missing ingredient, and what do you think of Matt Patricia? You're on with Big Drew and Jim. Hey, guys. How's it going? Spectacular, sir. How are you? Good. I just got off the highway. I'm almost home from class now. But um, I knew I really wanted to talk about this Matt Patricia thing because I'm a fan of not hiring a retread coach. I, I don't want to know. I really am just not a fan of getting a coach that kind of flamed out in another place and we're bringing him in now. Hopefully it does good. Kind of like the, the Jim Caldwell thing when he came from Indianapolis. I'm a fan of us bringing in a new coach with some new life to the team. However, I'm kind of on Jim's side here bringing in the offensive coach. I don't – that Patriots defense under Patricia, I that never just stuck me and struck me as like this all great, oh, my goodness, look at the Patriots type of defense. That more they more or less like had the talent to me rather than Matt Patricia doing the work. I'd almost be happier having Josh McDaniels come over, run the offense, get it going, and then doing the thing on the defense. So that's my whole thing. I'm fine with them hiring a new fresh face coach. Because you see those coaches, a lot of the coaches in the playoffs, they're those first year head coaches who kind of build it up going like uh dan quinn in atlanta who we were talking about earlier he was a first year head coach came from seattle mm-hmm. that's what i'm more or less happy for i want to see a new fresh face in there somebody who's we just got to let them go with it we've got the talent i believe on this team in certain areas that getting a new fresh face in there they can take it over i'm just maybe not too thrilled with it being matt patricia because his resume just doesn't out for me. So it's interesting, Nolan. You said you you like Josh McDaniels, and and, and Drew. I got to ask, like, what's in McDaniels' closet? Like, what is it about him that Bob Quinn doesn't even want to interview? Because it is noticeable that Bob Quinn, and it's not you can't say Bob Quinn only wants defense because he's brought in offensive coaches for interviews. So what did McDaniels do in his his past? Like, what skeletons are in that closet? One, maybe the relationship between the two of them isn't as strong. Possible. You know, maybe I, th- I, th- I think it'd be juicier if there were skeletons. A dead body. He knows where Jimmy Hoffa is. There's got to be something. Oh, come on now. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Mark and Clinton. That's, a bit, down that's a bit much there, huh? It's probably not that extreme. Mark, you're on with Big Drew and Jim, but it'd be more fun that way. How oh, are yeah. you, Mark? I'm well. And uh, once again, uh, you guys making the drive home uh, that much better. Even Thank you. Crappy traffic. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm so sick of getting hyped over coaches, man. It's been a heartbreak. I mean, the last coach I was so excited for was Steve Mariucci. We all know how that worked out. Oh, um, oh dude. Well, I, I want to give you my missing ingredient, and then if I can squeeze in a quick uh, Pistons question for you guys at the very end. Go for it. Um, missing ingredient, I think it starts and ends with running back, guys. Um, you know, you look at Drew Brees yesterday. There's no reason, even though they, they, they their running backs kind of got shut down, but you could tell Carolina was keying on them, and that opened everything else up. And that's what we need. Stafford, you know, he's got a great arm. You know, I'll give him that. But, um, you know, it it can only go so far if you're going to get, you know, no help in that backfield. Um, Defenses are not respecting anything that we we put back there. So, you know, it's time to finally bite the bullet, spend that first round. Even though you can get, you know, running backs late in the draft, I I think you got to go. Go for it and finally get that stud running back that we haven't had since Barry. Um, and, and a quick question: uh, 
Woj had some uh, NBA rumors about us possibly being an instant in Evan Fournier. Yeah. Drew, I heard you say last week, Bazemore. I'd much rather have Bazemore. I hope to God neither of those involves <laughs> losing Avery Bradley, though. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to give up Reggie, but I don't think anybody else is going to take that. But it, uh, your opinion, guys, Bazemore and Fournier, who, do, who would you rather have? Well, I like the phone call, and I like throwing in a little NBA at the end there. We're going to get into some Piston stuff a lot tomorrow. That's going to be a big thing because the Fournier deal was apparently there and then fell through when Reggie got injured. Personally, I prefer Bazemore. That's why I brought him up last week. I really like his style, and I think he fits well into the motion offense that stands already moving. Uh, but I'll say this and call it a hot take. Basketball elite Keith and I were discussing this over the weekend. I doubt that Avery Bradley is still a piston after the All-Star break. Oh. I dude, look, he, he's there's. I had such high hopes. So did I. So did I. But look, man, I, I think that's the only way that they get something usable, and they need some cap relief, man. They are so hard up against the cap. Now you're stuck with John Lure's deal. You're probably stuck with Reggie's deal. Uh, what are you gonna do? I mean, you know, Keith was saying that it's gonna be the first available point guard on the market. They're gonna ship someone out of town for it or ship a draft pick out. Now the Lakers have made it known that they have a couple of guys available. What, Jordan Clarkson, I think? Clarkson, Nance, and uh, Randall all on the trade block. Go on, get them youths, Stan. Get the youths. Send another shooting guard to L.A. Why not? I feel like I told Drew a scary story before we hit the break. <laughs> you know, I, I bring up this oh, idea. Oh, God. Again, we're rolling with what Pro Football Talk has said. They believe Matt Patricia will be the next Lions head coach once the Patriots season ends. And I said, okay. You know, you and I don't love Patricia, but one of my main concerns is I don't know about the staff he'll assemble because the Patriots are going to have to replace him and Josh McDaniels. McDaniels is going to have to hire people that he knows, and Patricia's only been in New England. So, you know, his phone calls are going to fall in line after Belichick and McDaniels. He's going to get second and third. You know, he's not going to get the pick of the litter here, Drew. And because of that, it's going to hurt the staff he assembles, and it could mean a greater chance that he keeps Jim Bob Cooter. And, and Matthew Stafford said he wants Jim Boo! Bob Cooter. If, if Patricia doesn't have his first choice on offense, maybe Jim Bob Cooter's back. Hell no. I wouldn't like it either. Hell no. Hell no. It's crazy. I sent the tweet out saying, I just don't know who's going to be Patricia's offensive coordinator. Multiple Lions fans said it's going to be Jim Bob Cooter. Like, I think that's a belief this fan base has. Well, listen, and, and I like this, you know, the, this message from Sam on Facebook, and you always message us, Big Drew and Jim, says, if Quinn and Patricia keep Cooter on staff, I trust he's currently the best guy available for the job. I think he's shown enough that he can be a good enough on some offensive coordinator for this team. And I, I, I legitimately replied, what has he shown you? Like, seriously, I'm curious. He says, a good enough offense to be in every single game this year. I may be wrong, and I'll be the first to admit it. But I believe the head coach killed the offense. A boss can easily handcuff quality employees. I think at some point, didn't we hear Quinn say, no, Jim Bob Cooter is calling our plays. I'm giving him that. Again, I could be wrong there as well. I'm willing to admit that. Well, there's a little bit of a a tug of war here because Matthew Stafford came out and said. But also, hold on, just real quick. Yeah. The theme that we talked about when they let Caldwell go was good enough is no longer good enough. It's not good enough. You need great. I don't want a good enough offense. I don't want an offense where I don't have to be Tony Romo to tell you what play is coming next. I am not the sharpest of football minds, but if I can say, oh, it's a run to the right, oh, it's a run to the left, oh, it's a bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, bubble screen, 
Like, it, there's, it's there's predictable. There's that a lot of deserved criticism of Jim Bob Cooter. And part of it is, yes, the, the first down runs that went nowhere, the slow starts, those are scripted plays, right? That's that's a big slap in the face. Your now, scripted now, the plays scripted didn't plays, work. Though, and the starting slowly, and after all of them saying, we're not going to start slowly. That's bad. I think red zone, people, people criticize the red zone play calling. Um... I mean, there's a lot to not like. Their offense was clicking at its best when it's hurry up, which is the, the least amount of time for a coach to insert himself. There's a lot of stuff I don't like about Jim Bob Cooter. I would not want him to stay as the offensive coordinator. But I want to know from Lions fans, do they believe that that's a possibility? Because, Drew, I'll tell you this. Tonight's the college football national championship, and Alabama's offensive coordinator is a guy named Brian DeBole. He spent 10 years in New England. He's been an NFL offensive coordinator. He would be a great choice to join Matt Patricia in Detroit. But I think Bill Belichick's going to call him and say, hey, we got to get an offensive coordinator. So so who are you going to join? Bill Belichick in New England or Matt Patricia in Detroit? And I think a lot of assistants, not just coordinators, are going to fall in that same category. And it's going to make it harder for Matt Patricia. It's one of the concerns I have. 866-314-9696. I don't know that he is well enough connected outside the Patriots tree to bring in A coaches. Because you don't want to have to coach the coaches, Drew. You don't want to be a first-time head coach and have to coach your coordinators. Right. That's a problem. That, that does not allow this team to make an accelerated leap up, to win a playoff game, to win several playoff games. Let's start with one. 866-314-9696. That's 866 866- 314-9696. I mean, to me, if you keep Jim Bob Cooter, there's one reason and only one reason why you've done it, and that reason upsets me violently, and I'll get to that in a second. Alex is in Kalamazoo, though. Alex, what's going on, my dude? Hey, guys, how's it going? Uh, it's a fun day, man, fun show today. What do you think about all this Lions mumbo-jumbo? It's it's interesting because I'm on the Matt Patricia bandwagon. Um, I, I think he's going to have the ability to go out and get who maybe not who he wants right away, but I, I think he'll, I think he'll get a good enough staff because you look at guys like Sean McDermott and Sean McVay, like they were able to get their staffs in place and they had less experience in the league than Patricia has right now. So I don't know. I don't know if that's my major concern, um, but my big thing, and, and this is kind of with Jim Bob Cooter, he's a great quarterback coach. Like, Stafford has done extremely well when he has been tutored by Cooter, and I think that's where the disconnect is, is because he needs a running game coordinator, and I've said that before. He needs somebody who understands how to call a running game, and maybe it's because Caldwell was, was handcuffing him and saying, no, we need to establish the run, and that culture and mindset is like, okay, this is how our head coach wants to call the plays, I'm going to, this is how I'm going to call them. And that's not a, a recipe for success. So maybe it is, he was handcuffed by Caldwell, but I, I still want to see a different offensive coordinator. Um, but the running game is what needs to be fixed, uh, whether that's a stud third round running back, uh, you know, somebody who, who can come in and, and get those holes open on the offensive line, because that's really the biggest issue is there, there's nothing opening up. You have a few runs that can go for 20, but if you look at Derrick Henry on that last drive, what was it, a gain of 10 and a gain of 22 to seal the game? Mm-hmm. Like, that's huge. So, uh, you know, 
whether it's Jim Bob Cooter or somebody else, he needs somebody who can come in and establish the running game with an elite quarterback in Stafford. Yeah, no, and, and there's going to be plenty of options, and thanks for the call, Alex, of that stud earlier round running back. Of course, at the top of the tops, you've got Saquon Barkley and Geis, but then you've got Love, Jones, Chubb, Michelle, Freeman, Wadley, Johnson, Penny, Adams, Gaskin, Jackson, Scarborough, Harris, Balage, and Walton. This draft class is about as loaded with running backs as you could ask for when you need a running back. And my gigantic prayer and plea is that Bob Quinn this year does not wait on a running back like he did last year, and it cost him Kareem Hunt. Jim, you know as well as I do the reports that came out that the Lions had their sights set on Kareem Hunt, and when they dealt back to pick up extra picks, which is the Patriot way, they missed out on the NFL's leading rusher this season. You have a concern about what it would say if Jim Bob Cooter stays on staff. I want to let you give that in just a second. I want to address this message um, that we got. Uh, Kevon says, does Jim think if he says it enough, it will come true? <laughs> yes. He ha- First of all, yes, yes I do. Yes, he does. Yeah, he totally uh, believes that. He, but he says, Jim has no idea who Belichick would want or the other two coaches. No, but I would tell you this. You can try and read some tea leaves, dude. And if we don't, it'd be a really boring show. Well, no, but I would just tell you this. Do you think Belichick knows a lot of the same coaches as Patricia, seeing as they've worked together for 14 years? Yeah? Who gets the pick of the litter? Do you think Josh McDaniels knows? They all know the same coaches. They've worked together. Right. I mean, you guys have heard the saying, uh, my circle's tighter than a Cheerio. Well, in football terms, what Jim's trying to say is that these guys, they have a click. They've got, there's a group of dudes who've all worked together, who all know each other, who all know how the other one works. Right. And you want them to implement well together. You want them to implement your system. So you trust them. There's a level of trust. So you normally hire coaches that you've worked with or come on recommendations. Belichick is established. McDaniels has been a head coach. Their coaching trees are more diverse. Patricia's not. He's been in New England for 14 years. And if Belichick's plucking out the A coaches, Patricia gets the B coaches. 866-314-9696. That's 866-314-9696. But what's your fear with, with, with what Jim Bob Cooter staying would mean? If Jim Bob Cooter stays, it means that the organization waffled to the demands of one Matthew Stafford. Now, Stafford will say, I just made those comments in passing. Nah, man. You don't talk to the media in passing if you're Matt Stafford and the season is over. That doesn't happen. Stafford, of course, came out and was vocally supportive of retaining Jim Bob Cooter, said he likes playing for Jim Bob. I don't... I don't do this often to Matt Stafford because there are many times I feel that he is above my reproach. But in this one, you have landed squarely in the crosshair, son. You need to trust your GM to hire the coaches. That is not your job. I'm sure you've liked a lot of people. Matty, you seem like a likable guy. I'd love to have a beer sometime if you drink beer, if you're not a crazy person like Tom Brady. But you are not a GM. And this coach who you have so much faith in, Matt, sir, respectfully, your best drives this season are when you were ignoring his play calls and calling your own audibles. Yeah, Matt had a couple of duds, sure. A couple times he audibled to a run that got stuffed. But is that his fault or the fact that there was no running back behind him? Maybe he just needed a break for a few seconds. Maybe his arm was about to fall off from throwing it 70 times a game. 
the point I'm trying to make is the message you send by retaining Jim Bob Cooter is that the player has the power, not the GM. That the player is in charge. Much like how Bob Quinn got handcuffed when he came in the door and Martha dropped those awful four words. I love Jim Caldwell. Well, it bought him a few more years. Quinn had every right to show Caldwell the door on his way in. Like, hey, man, I'm coming in. Let me hold it for you while you walk out. And he was stuck. He was saddled by four words. I love Jim Caldwell. Now he could be saddled and stuck with five. I like that you brought that up because it does. It was something that bothered me was this perceived leash that was given to Caldwell. And it would be a perceived leash that's being given to Jim Bob Cooter. And, and you need to have a clean break. You bring in a GM and Bob Quinn who needs to hire his own head coach. You bring in a head coach, he needs to hire his own coordinators. Allow the vision of Quinn to take shape and allow the vision of, in this case, Matt Patricia to take shape. That's why you hire them. Not to continue with the current way, but to find a new and better way. And if it bombs, fine, but at least you put your best foot forward. You went forward with your ideology. And you succeed based on your own merits. You're not dragging the dead weight of Caldwell or Jim Bob Cooter. 866-314-9696 if you guys want to get in on it. Matt Patricia is the favorite. Pro Football Talk is saying he's the guy. Do you have concerns with Matt Patricia? And how would you feel about Jim Bob Cooter staying on as the offensive coordinator? I also want to give people a little more context we mentioned before the break, Hunter Risen, Michigan State's exciting freshman receiver, is transferring. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah, uh, and again, the rumors are circulating around the blogospheres and the Twitter worlds. Fongers has been keeping track of this story. We'll go to breaking news reporter Brian Fongers in the ESPN 961 WDFN 1130 newsroom. Beep, 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 Fongers, what's the breaking news? So, the latest here, the latest gossip on the street. Yeah, what's the word, Fongers? Well, his dad appeared on a local show in Lansing, in the Lansing area, and I just got done listening to the portion where he said his son Hunter came home after the bowl game during the holidays and pretty much told the family that he was transferring, due in part because he wasn't getting enough playing time. That's it. Didn't he finish? Where did he finish on the team? He was top five in, in yards, wasn't he? I'm going to double-check that. He was involved this season. He was. He was. Uh, and credit, uh, Jack Ebling. In, in yeah, we, we, he's a friend. We, yeah. we like Jack. Drive with Jack. Good show. Does quality work if you're in the Lansing area. If you if you have to venture out of our listening area and into Jack's, he's a great alternative to us. Yep. Love the so, guy. yeah, they were just talking about, you know, random stuff. Then all of a sudden, it was his dad's decision to make the announcement on the radio show. Man, it's funny. We're going to talk about another sports dad speaking out tomorrow on the show. <laughs> So Weird. he is officially done as a Spartan. We'll be able to work this in probably. I, I hope, I hope that that again, given the legacy of the rise in name, that they talked to Coach D'Antonio before this radio appearance today, and that this isn't something that is coming out of nowhere. Because normally Michigan State would issue a statement saying, "Hey, you know, we wish we wish Hunter all the best. We wish he would stay here and finish out his career where his dad played." Blah 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 blah. Fourth in receiving yards this season. Yeah, I was excited to see what he could do next year. I thought he would have been a more focal point of the offense. Now, there's a little bit of a jumble because Felton Davis is, is coming back. Right, and I think maybe Hunter was planning on Felton leaving. Uh, Daryl Stewart is still going to be around, correct? He wasn't a I senior. I loved Daryl Stewart, yeah. Uh, Cody White was a freshman that, that had success and actually had more catches and more yards than Hunter Risen. And, and don't forget, uh, Tristan Jackson. He had the big spring game. He was involved in the offense this season. Cam Chambers 
another young receiver. Right. There's, I think Michigan State's going to be fine either way. No, I'm not, I'm not worried about but the I, team. I don't get why he didn't continue with them. That's very interesting. We've been talking a lot of lines, though. This this whole thing is just breaking out, uh, of course. Uh, yep, and it was. Uh, and, of course, on the driver, he said he wants to play more. This is just uh, and big props to Frongers for being in the newsroom on top of that. By newsroom, I mean his producer booth. Uh, One of these days, we're going to get you a newsroom. A Fongs. whole staff, too. A whole staff. Not just you Boots and Chris. on the ground. Not that you and Chris aren't great. But then you guys can have, like, employees to boss around like Jim does to the rest of us. Chris, who, you can have, like, a new rival. Chris will hire. Well, Chris will hire you a real rival. How's that sound, buddy? Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to get rid of Jim. He's my rival. I would love to get rid of Jim. Jeff is in Detroit. He wants to talk some Lions before we get out of here. Jeff, what's going on, man? Fellas, fellas, fellas. It, it's very rare that my mind has changed mid-sentence. And I was for Jim Bapuda coming back to the Detroit Lions because it seemed like we had a certain flow with his offense, not only to say that I honestly believe that we have the best receiving core or one of the best receiving cores in the NFL. But then I thought about it. If he comes back and we don't make a clean break and still retain his services, we're no better than the Cincinnati Bengals. I couldn't imagine being a Bengals fan, constantly losing, constantly going through the same thing, no change up nowhere. And guess what? This guy is going to be your coach again. I honestly agree with you guys. You need a clean break. Start over again. So there's no nothing about this year that goes into next year. Yeah, that's the big thing, man. You want to fail on your own merits or succeed on your own merits. I hope it's success. No, I mean, but that's, I mean, to, be, uh, to use a, a messy example, you keep Jim Bob Cooley. That's like breaking up with your girlfriend but still sleeping with her on the weekends. <laughs> like, let's, let's be real. Yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. You're not going like to move saying, on. Listen, I, I don't. I don't really want the whole relationship, but the sex was great. You know, we had a certain flow going. We really had rhythm. It didn't start well, but we, didn't, it was a slow start. A lot of really, comebacks. We finished strong. <laughs> wow. Uh, update people on our poll question today. The Richard Angles Jewelers Twitter poll question of the day: What are the Lions missing most to win a playoff game? Sixty-three percent said a running game. Sixteen percent said coaching. 14% said an improved defense, and 7% said a new quarterback. You're all terrible.